1: favorite murder that's georgia Hardstar. that's karen kilgariff and here we all are together that's right in a pot in podcast form in podcast land podcast uh, po- uh garotype in the ooh, thank you you old fashioned picture okay Were you just saying words? No, I thought that was what that was. (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, that's my life. You mean yes. Yes. Just saying words? Yes, for sure. Hoping that right.
0: Yeah, welcome. You know, it's like, it's our podcast where every week we talk about true crime and the surrounding tales. That's right.
1: And you know, we're funny. Oh, did you see the... the... (laughs) That reminds me. What? Did you see the new animated fucking uh, music video? The song? Yeah. Oh my god. Let's play it at the end of this show. Cool. Yeah. And And then then... get sued. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be amazing. Then go to MFM Animated. Is that right, Stephen? On Instagram and and there'll be a link to watch the whole video. These talented fucking people wrote a a stay sexy don't get murdered song and then i think nick terry was the one that did it got it all together nick terry animated it in his incredible hilarious way we are so it's so charming it's hilarious yeah there's so much
0: more running than i've ever done in my real life that's
1: right i actually was looking at that going i couldn't run that much
0: no i have to do something about that no they got my
1: (laughs) constant smiling right though that was fun (laughs) I love it. I love it. We're going to play the song at the end of the show, and then you should go watch it on, I think, YouTube? Yeah. On YouTube. on YouTube. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much to Pacifico Romeo for writing this incredible so song. So impressive. And then Nick Terry for animating it. What a cool
0: project. Thank you. We like being the subject of things.
1: We too, because we're funny. <laughs> as I was saying. <laughs> oh, that the hook around? No, but let's the com- go with it. The come on back around. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that was, very, that was very fun and exciting. And uh, I guess along those lines, yeah. we talk about information, things people have reached out and told us about. Let's dip back into the Dairy London Dairy issue. Oh, we're issue. back here again? Uh, just for a reminder, um, this is from Megan McCallum. She says, Hi, all. I think I've wrote this to you before, but it makes me laugh every time you mention it. Mention is a generous way to <laughs> describe it. So Derry slash Londonderry is literally referred to in the news as Derry Londonderry so as not to annoy anyone. Oh, my God. Because it is a constant debate slash joke amongst the people of Northern Ireland. Okay. My partner is Catholic and I am Protestant. He says Derry and I shout back Londonderry. Oh, so I by love sa- it. So by saying London dairy or dairy you're not wrong but half the country will correct you (laughs) and half the country will agree with you okay bye megan so you can never get it right Uh, or you could flip it and say you could never get it wrong Oh, because there some people will agree with you that's positive i mean if you want to be positive here's more interesting info and this is about the pronunciations when when i kept talking about Uh Uh-huh. or no gallopolis Gallipolis, right? This is from L.M. Harder, and I loved this information. They said So, funny thing about insular communities like Appalachia, sometimes folks purposely change pronunciation <gasps> to easily recognize <gasps> outsiders. For example, Gallipolis, or, and then it says, it looks like Chauncey, but there's no way it's Chauncey because that's the trick, right? Um, yeah. So, which I love that concept. Yeah, That's I too. so interesting because like that makes sense. We've we've come across it so many times of a thing where it's like this word already
1: exists. Yeah. Carthage, wherever, okay. but it's like Cartha Aji, or it's like, it's like people who say San Fran, like they're not from San Francisco. Yes. And if you say Frisco, Frisco, my dad will try to hit you in the face, and he's right. <laughs> It's so funny. Jim, you're not wrong. Oh, and then Ruby wrote in.
0: It just says Ruby with flowers around it. But then there's more. Everybody on Twitter <laughs> can now. you have emojis in your name? You can have emojis. You can turn it into no. anything you want. Uh-huh. Like you can. It's. You can do what you want on Twitter. It's a real people. it's a free for all. But Ruby says hearing Karen Kougarov talk about my hometown of Gallipolis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, now I can't remember at all I how think it's That's pronounced. right. I remember it. Yeah,
1: no Gallopolis. Gallop That's right.
0: Hometown of Gallupis, Ohio on my favorite murder was incredible. Also, don't feel bad about how you pronounce it. Local just locals just call it Galpolis. So I've also heard gally from non-locals. Oh, I like that one. Which is very funny. And then the last and interesting piece of information is from Allison and her at, is Ali Ray. And she tells us this was about when we were talking about the doodler and their psychiatrist who couldn't wouldn't be allowed to release the information if they had if the doodler admitted he right. was the serial killer. Right. She wrote in and said, info on uh, the duty to warn slash confidentiality yes. on today's My Favorite Murder episode the legal case... Tarasoff, that led to these laws of breaking confidentiality, was ruled in 1976, which I think is after the doodlers' activity, so it wouldn't have applied. I'm just writing that down for future... How does that sp- How is that spelled? T-A-R-A-S-O-F-F is the legal case, and it happened in 1976. Just writing that down for future ideas? I mean, this is the kind of stuff, and it's like this is why we should start doing special episodes where we have experts come on and talk about these kinds yes. of fascinating things. I love it. Etymology um Mm -hmm. which is either
1: about origin of words or bugs we (laughs) like both (laughs) Uh, whatever you know every week you have you have a couple corrections corners and i have none which makes me think that i just don't pay attention (laughs) to shit i do wrong it doesn't make me think i'm not wrong you know what i think it is i rarely express doubt Mm. when i like i was raised or
0: like i might be the comedy uh I mean, comedian, <laughs> the comedy person in me. Correction. You have to. There <laughs> it is. Dear Karen, you're actually a comedian, <laughs> E-N-N-E, that you have to, you speak with uh, with conviction. Oh. So if you go, I think it's this, then that's somehow in my mind bad. When right. it's the literal truth is, I think or I'm guessing is what I should be saying probably 40% of the time.
2: Mm. Yeah. Doubt, so it's
0: that doubt sucks though. It's not a fun place to live. Mm-hmm. I actually I've I don't mind being
1: corrected because oftentimes you
0: learn stuff. Oh my god. Can you
1: imagine? Um speaking of learning stuff, the fan cult merch there's a okay <laughs> let me tell you about this the smoothest of transition. thank you and I'm not correcting it mm-hmm. so we have a fan cult that's like our fan club obviously there's forums Karen and I have started putting makeup on and making fucking videos yeah. and shit if you can believe it not in the videos
0: we have makeup on already in the videos thank you but yes. we've been talking about makeup lately
1: let's do it Recommendation. I'll put fake eyelashes on you fun stuff <laughs> that'd be kind of fun <laughs> yeah fun and dangerous uh,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> the next video I'm wearing an eye patch <laughs> To set the next video after that, I'm
1: wearing two white uh, But there's still fake lashes on them, and it looks <laughs> great. So now the fan cult has its own merch store with exclusive merch. These designs are fucking badass and awesome, and They're we love really them good. so much. You can see them at MyFavoriteMurder.com. And if you join the fan cult, your first purchase in uh, of any kind of merch is 20% off. So if that's something you're interested in, good luck. In either store. Yeah fan cult specific store or just our regular store either yeah and then santa barbara weekend go to myfavoriteweekend.com to find out about how you can come hang out with us for two it's two days yeah and we'll tell you where the weed store is everyone from (laughs) kansas city will it's worth it just for that alone we'll point you toward the ocean yeah ocean weed store the best crab legs you can get right over there here's a
0: great sales point at this fan weekend, if you want to come and hang out with us for the weekend, there's going to be all kinds of shows from the Exactly Right Network, That's which right. we're very excited about because it's like a hang. We're doing show a show at least one we're doing two yeah we're doing two shows mm-hmm. and but then there's going to be also other activities lately I've been crying so much everybody understands it's a thing I like oh I love it you know that's nice Yeah, I, I fucking can't stop do crying. it right now
1: cry 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 anyway, I went to therapy today and i am <laughs> fucking cry
0: okay you and- know when you leave therapy and then you're like it feels like the time between this and my next therapy appointment is just I'm waiting to cry
1: oh like you're, and no, This isn't your jam. I don't cry a lot. When I'm in Sorry. therapy, sometimes I'll stop and think, I can't wait to get home and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get home, go sit in my closet, <laughs> be alone. And I'm, and I'm always like, I'm shut really going to do sh- it this time. I am a good cry. And then by the time I leave, I'm not into it. it the the mood passes. Yeah. Hmm. It's so oh, what does that say about me, that I want to shut myself into a dark closet because the only way I can cry is...
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's just... That's like your
1: jam. That's your specific quilt setup. You um, know what I mean? Update. My mom and I are lightly talking again. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Just <up>. quick texts, <laughs> an emoji here and there. We decided to put our put everything behind us. Good. Yeah. For now, she's starting to tell it how it is. Memoir. The yes. truth. The truth tapes. Yes. Janet's side how would Janet actually be an amazing it. book for but, her. Yeah, right? She's pretty pissed at me about the book. Oh, yeah well well she's not wrong i mean
0: but it's you get to tell your own story no and you don't I have to front her story you yeah, tell your
1: story that's right
0: yeah and that's the thing is the whole point is that I think most of life is about learning about the Im- impact and effect that you have on people and yes. trying to adjust it. So you can fight all you want about I didn't do that and I'm not like that and I blah, blah, blah. But the better thing is to go, what if th- mm-hmm. what if that's even partly true? Sure. I know that person's super crazy, but mm-hmm. also what if there's a three percent chance there's a truth in that? It feels so bad. It feels terrible. It feels so bad to be like, oh, am I the asshole? Yeah. Yeah. We all have to admit we're the asshole. I know. We're that's all the of, asshole. That We're all the asshole. That's um, Yeah. The, that's the mystery. That's the secret. They don't write it in the book, but that actually is the secret to life. <laughs>
1: that's your new book called You're the Asshole. You're the
0: Asshole. If you accept it now and work from there, <laughs> yeah. your life
1: will get so much better. Be humbled. Be the asshole. Accept the responsibility. Move, move forward. forward. In the world as if you're the
0: asshole. Yeah. It's frightening because also sometimes I've believed in this life. The only thing that was getting me through was the like hubris and bravado that I had to like quickly assemble mm-hmm. while I was being damaged Shield. in high school. Shields. <laughs> yes. Shields and the suit of armor. Uh-huh. It's like basically the if the advice is take off the suit of armor, it's like, oh, so you want me to be killed. Great. Yeah. Thanks, thanks so like much. Like it's life or death kind of. Yes, it, it is. It feels like it. Because most of us are very traumatized. Yeah. I can't. My therapist tells
1: me about different ways I've been traumatized so much that I'm like, Jesus Christ. Is it satisfying sometimes? Because a lot of the times I'm like apologizing for myself in therapy, being like, I know I have it great. I know I'm so lucky. And it's not <laughs> worse than other. You know what I mean? Like, it feels bad to, to be like, oh, I'm. Wait, so you don't have a therapist that goes, shut up and no. tell me the thing. No, yeah, not yet. They they're not allowed. To we're, new, we're new. We're new. I'm not. That's why I'm not a therapist. <laughs> That's why I'll never be a therapist. That's why your book, You Are the, the Asshole, Shut Up Your The Shut Up Your The Asshole, It's going to be a bestseller. That's right. It's the thing therapists are afraid to say to you. That's right. Yeah. And you can say it. What were we talking about?
0: But, I mean, this is a true crime comedy book. <laughs> Let's
1: start from the beginning. Um, well, did you have more oh, you have yeah. plugs? So we're going to the UK at the end of November. <laughs> Listen. We're going to be there for our, for America's Thanksgiving. Yes. Do you know what, how great the food is at Thanksgiving? And what do you have to give us to substitute? Give me a meat pie and I'm happy. But it has to be shaped like a turkey, okay. even if it's filled with gizzards. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, so there's two shows that aren't sold out. Dublin on the 25th of November and London on the 28th of November. So um, go to com to buy those tickets and come see us. We're really really excited. I'm really excited for this trip. I'm so excited. We're going mudlarking. Do you know that? What's that? Mudlarking? So you know like uh to to lark is to play about and stuff. Okay. In British. So mudlarking is when you get into fucking into the river and the and the mud and grit Yeah. and you go digging for like treasures from your. Do I get to go? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting us all I'm getting us all passes. <laughs> yeah. You have to get Thames. Thames. The Thames. Thames. You yeah. have to get river. You have to get passes to go into the Thames to dig. <gasps> and people and I like follow that. Look at the hashtag on Instagram, mud larking. You I'm find coins. I know. You find <laughs> coins. You find pipes. You find this and that. It's the fucking coolest thing.
0: Okay, you mean those pipes where they used to just use them in Victorian age and throw them away? Yeah. They were like
1: those little pipes that were like
0: basically cigarettes. Yes.
1: And the Thames used to be. It was like a, a garbage dump way yes. back when. And then also when it was bombed out during the fucking Blitz and shit, all the like pottery from the houses and all the tiles and shit blew out into the fucking Thames I have a necklace that's a little piece of a shard of pottery from the, from mudlarking from from mudlarking in the Thames okay this is fucking
0: major dude
1: right this is the best gift you've ever haven't given me yet <laughs> but are about to the other thing though is we might have to go to a, f- a football match that's great soccer I would. L- okay, I would. I am a hooligan at heart. <laughs> I'll punch
0: anyone in the face for any team. You at are the any person time. I want to be with at a fucking football <laughs> yes! match in England. You in know what? what? That'll be the day I start drinking again. <laughs>
2: Just
1: kidding. I won't do it. But god damn it. Sorry. I'm built for it. So that's what's happening. So come see us in London. No, I'm excited
2: for this tour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was moderately excited before. Now I'm oh, like, this is going to be tits.
0: Also, well, th- you know what we also should do? What? Figure out a way and this is this is going to be my obnoxious like um uh, fishing for a uh, invitation. Uh-huh. We should be
1: taken on no. a Jack the Ripper tour. Oh. By I thought you were going knows... invited to say invited to the palace. <laughs> I was
0: like, there's no way. <laughs> well, also, my grandmother would would get come up out of her grave and slap right. me across the face. A
1: Jack the Ripper tour is a, a great Jack idea. A Jack the Ripper
0: tour with a ripperologist who's really good at what they do, and we don't have to be with 50 other people. Yeah. If you're a ripperologist that gives tours and,
1: and, and cares about us as people yeah. and want to do that, let us know. Or a mudlarker who gives people <gasps> tours, because I think sometimes they'll like take you down and show you the good spots and shit yes so we're doing that mud larking so yeah. mud larking isn't like an official sign up on this website no but you have to get a pass to go down to the river oh okay so but you can do it and it doesn't have to be there you can do that like you know people do it on beaches people do it on i feel like my fucking, cheeks are getting hot with i know how excited i am about yeah. this mud, hashtag mud larking on instagram
0: fucking mud larking what
1: else are we talking okay about?
0: Um, Well, I was telling you earlier that I really enjoyed uh, up top last episode. We just started talking about all the podcasts and stuff we've been listening to and stuff we've been watching. Yeah. Which I just thought was kind of fun. We never do that in an official way. It's kind of random. And and I saw you writing this down (laughs) on your
1: paper and we both started cracking up.
0: It's from my comedy background where I don't do my homework in time and then I have to pitch it like at the last minute. Yeah. How do we do? And so I <laughs> I started writing down the title of this segment. We're going to call it the rec room, where it's <laughs> our rec, it? our
1: recommendation. <laughs> but it's like a rec room, but is anyone is anyone from the 70s here and know what a rec room is? Yeah, that's is? true. Yeah. The converted basement. When your dad one he had a bar <laughs> down there, a little bar set up. Yes, The game was on. It, let's it was okay, we hate man caves, but it was like that, and then the kids went down there and played too. Yeah, right? it wasn't
0: a man cave because it was more of like a family. It was an extra yeah. family room where where more bullshit and roughhousing could happen. Right,
1: like like the shag carpeting and the and the big couches and shit. Big
0: couches, uh, hopefully a Budweiser Tiffany lamp. Yes, either a pool table, a a ping pong table. A little if you're bar, rich. yeah. Air hockey if you were richy rich. Shit, amazing. Yeah. Usually just a TV though. Yeah, and a good shag carpet here we are in the rec room okay um do you want me to oh yeah well i just started watching i found this tv show last night everyone else was watching the vmas and i knew i couldn't do it because i would only know two people on that show i'm not interested um and and i will bring that up later because i was wrong okay but That being said, I went on and basically just started doing very random searches on iTunes or Apple TV or whatever Mm -hmm. to try to find a series that I wanted to watch. And this series came up called Fortitude. And I thought I'd seen it before. I thought it was a movie, whatever, but I looked into it and it it takes place in in the very snowy place. So it could be like way fucking northern Canada, but I think it was supposed to be the Arctic Circle. Someone will tell me how I'm wrong about this. Anyway, a snowbound place and... Wait, is this Northern Exposure? (laughs) And there's... A moose walks down the street. (laughs) Hold on, there's a radio station. Um, No, this is... There's um, the people that live in this town. It basically, there's a murder that takes place and then here comes Stanley Tucci. No. He is the investigator sent in from London to investigate separate from the cops in this tiny town. Stanley. And it's... So good. I watched the entire thing is last dra- night. Is
1: it dramatic? It's
0: drama and it's almost soap opera e Because I was like, oh, this is straight up procedural, but it wasn't. There was it was a very it had like tinges of Broadchurch in the way where like yeah. it's a procedural that gets real into family stuff and personal stuff. Yeah, I love it. And that I shit. loved it. Fortitude. Um Season fortitude. one, because there's other seasons
1: and I think it goes in other places. So I I'm love only that. speaking for season one right now. So in a fight. Would Stanley Tucci or Paul Giamatti win? Mm. Because they're pretty, like, worthy adversaries. They are absolutely worthy adversaries. They also bring very different things to the table, but
0: Giamatti's all the way. I mean... Because... Although Stanley Tucci can he is obviously massively talented, mm-hmm. he pl- he's does that thing where you know actors that when they're really good at the piano, they r- the like directors rush to feature that yes. somehow. Yeah, where it's like, right. okay, well you're waiting in this waiting room, but luckily there's yeah. this, there's a piano. There. Yeah,
1: or you're like joking with your wife or whatever, and then <laughs> yeah. it's like,
0: let me do this thing. But let me do it, and it's showing my face and hand, right. so you know I'm really you know doing it's it. me. Yeah, right. so he's got it, but but like. Paul Giamatti has done things like he's painted himself entirely blue for the enjoyment of children. <laughs> he he gives his all plus 25 national treasure. I mean, just right in right in right in
1: my heart face on the president's rock. Yes, please. <laughs> president's rock is what we refer to. <laughs> That's the name you of this episode. You call it Mount Rushmore. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we call it President's Rock.
1: Um. I'm not listening. I'm just listening to a Stephen King book right now. So I can't and I haven't finished it. So I don't know if it's good or not yet that I want to recommend it. Okay, So I'm keeping my lips shut. But killer across the table. I am reading uh, the John Douglas Mark Olshaker book. That's like the Mindhunter dudes. This is their new book. It's fucking gory. It's good. It's interesting. Yeah, I dig
0: it. I love it because I mean, they do such a good job at writing and blending all those stories yeah. together. So it's just they you, are. you just keep getting another case and another case. Yeah, and like another they're case. telling
1: a couple chapters of this one story. And in it, there's like, and it reminded me of this story. It reminded me of that story. It's, it's really great. fascinating. It's very good.
0: Um, oh, and also, I have one more. Okay, yeah, go. Well, just because I've been doing a bunch of stuff around the house lately trying to get things done. Mm-hmm. So I just throw in a podcast. Absolutely. God, it makes it go so much faster, yes. as everyone listening already knows. <laughs> Look down. You've peeled all those potatoes. <laughs> What are you doing with so many peeled potatoes, Karen? Where do you work that you had to peel 400 potatoes? Anyway, you're welcome. They're done. So in that, I started listening to How Did This Get Made? Oh, yeah. Which is June Diane Raphael, Paul Shear,
1: and Jason Manzukis, and it's their terrible movie podcast. But here's... It's it's their... It's their podcast about terrible movies. It's not their terrible podcast. No, about movies. I put movie after terrible, okay. so to make sure. But what I realized is You're so just talking brilliant. shit on them. <laughs> I
0: know. This is this is the basement of the rec room called (laughs) called the shit storm. No, no. no. What I realized about what's so great about that is that it's this interactive thing where if you choose to. So like I picked I was trying to get something done. I'm like, okay, I've seen Jaws 3. I think it was Mm -hmm. in 3D. So I hit that one because I knew I would know what they were talking about. But what you can do if you want to is look through their whole library, watch the movies, watch their movies with friends, like watch yeah. a dumb movie that's going to be hilariously dumb and then listen to them be funny about it. I love So it. you can have your own uh, insights and your own ideas and then you can go back and listen to three
1: truly hilarious tr- and very intelligent people talk about it. I just love it. That's great. I love that. And recently, I tried to put we, Vince and I got home and I were like, let's throw something dumb on that we can make fun of. So we put on Austin Powers <laughs> and then ended up laughing our asses yes. off at the whole fucking thing. It's so dated and and it's supposed to be sexist, but it's double time sexist. Yeah. And like these days in this age and everything. Yeah. But it's, it was like fucking entertaining. I was shocked. I was ready to be like, ah, I hate that guy. Where's his headshot? You know, like <laughs> how I know. It's, and they were clearly very high budget. Yes. Because
0: they do so much stuff there's so many good at character actors mm-hmm. and like cameos in it and I feel like Mike Myers had that thing that a lot of people don't have these oh maybe some people do but he has that thing where he's looking right at you when he's like yeah baby Mm -hmm. the energy coming out of his face you know he loves what he's doing in that moment or he's on tons of cocaine
2: (laughs) either way
0: (laughs) the effect is the same that's right we're all on cocaine so exciting let me watch it yeah let's all do cocaine and watch things no 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 that's a different (laughs) that's different that's a different podcast that's a different podcast also I will say this and I can't remember if the song is at the end or in the middle of the of that movie yeah. but the BBC BBC on the BBC is the song that he does with Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals yeah he's in the band and is it Matthew Sweet maybe I don't know but they sing a song about the BBC that is the funniest <laughs> simplest rock song where at the end they just list
1: off BBC one BBC two <laughs> they just list off all the BBC channels when we go to England we can have a, or London we can have a tour Of the BBC. Sure. Let's do it. (laughs) Anyone at the BBC want to give us a tour?
2: At the BBC. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs?
1: Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret
2: ingredient, madeincookware.com.
1: That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. I think have we
0: fucking prattled on long enough we have to go up the basement stairs out of the rec room and into the formal living room yeah that is my favorite murder my favorite murder
1: I think I'm first right yeah so put that shit down, Karen. I did, I did.
0: I'm going <laughs> to hold it like a news reporter as you do your story.
1: Karen, I'm so anal retentive about us not finding out what the other person is doing. <laughs> and so I'm really careful. <laughs> Just before when you were talking to Jay in the other room about like your story and some research, I plugged my ears because I didn't want to hear it. Like I'm really fucking, I don't know why I'm like this. Did you hear that halfway through that conversation when we were talking full voice in a very echoey kitchen, and then I went, oh, lower your voice, you can hear us. <laughs> no, I had my ears plugged. Literally, my <laughs> I was a child with my fucking fingers in my ear because I just love the surprise. And then you just held up your papers and it had the photo of the murder you're doing on the back of it. Yeah, that's right.
0: But the it's meaningless. It's
1: okay. It's It's meaningless
0: to this point.
1: All right. (laughs) What if I really really did that? All right. On the BBC. (laughs) One and two. I'm doing the murder of Angie Dodge, a.k.a. the nation's first exoneration to rely on genealogical DNA testing. Whoa. Here. Are you ready for this? Here, here we go. <laughs> All together now. Um, I got a shit ton of information from Washington Post's article by Kyle Swenson, um, a show called Keith Morrison Investigates, 48 Hours, The TheInnocenceProject.org, and a podcast called Double Loop. Okay. So, here we go. Summer of 1996 in Idaho Falls, Idaho... 18-year-old Angie Dodge had just graduated from high school with honors. She was born in 1977. She's the youngest of four kids, and all her older siblings were boys. So she was like the fucking princess. Yeah. You know how that goes. Um, she's described as driven and talented and bubbly. And, like, of course, she's just this lovely, bright smile, beautiful, sweet girl. Um, it. She looks... So it's 96. She looks like you in her teens. <gasps> really? She has a button nose. <laughs> she has a... bot Like a like a short, short bob, bleach blonde mm-hmm. bob that like, it's so 90s, thin eyebrows, like yes. she's quintessential 96. And I think I was 16 at the time and had the same fucking look. Yeah. And she just, yeah, she's totally normal. But after graduation, um, she's at 18, she's like, I'm fucking ready to live on my own. And it's not like she had a bad relationship with her parents. She was just like wanting to be independent. So she gets her own apartment, which at 18 is like, if you're not going to college, you're just moving into your own apartment that's a big fucking step
0: that makes me think she so you're saying there wasn't there was not a problem in the family Well, I don't know maybe there
1: was but her mom is a lovely person so yeah
0: yeah it's not, yeah but maybe she just had that thing of like I need to be out of I my had own that. I'm yeah. not gonna wait until I qualify for college or do no. a
1: bunch of stuff I did yeah. that and lived in a three hundred and seventy five dollar Room in an apartment that was a converted office building Ooh. that had no closets and what's the lighting called? That's terrible. Fluorescent. Fluorescent lighting Ugh. with a bunch of girls. It was terrible. And were, were there desks and dividers? <laughs> no, oh. those got cleared out. So she wants to be on her own. She wants to be independent. Sorry, bunk beds? What? No, was no, no, it no. Just it, one big. Room? There was offices. Like there were single <laughs> offices. Do you shut the shades if you want to go to bed? <laughs> They were like each one had an office we all had an office basically that oh got it put our in beds the in. building yeah and and like, now I understand how like office a- buildings work <laughs> <laughs> so sorry oh 375 a month <laughs> uh so she moves in on her own. She's like, I'm going to be independent. Um, she tells her mother, Carol, that she needs to grow up and make her own mistakes. But they are close. And she moves into her same town. It's not like she moves far away. Yeah, yeah. She just wants to be on her own. Yeah. Idaho Falls is fucking gorgeous. There's falls. Right. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's in the southeastern corner of Idaho next to Wyoming, about 150 miles to Yellowstone. So it's beautiful. More than half of the residents are Mormon. And because of this, it's kind of known as a safe town. Everyone knows everyone. No one locks their doors. The story we've heard a million times. It's like country living. It's That's how I grew up, too. When you're yeah. out far enough or like... It's a town. Oh, she's in town? It's a town town. Got it. But it's it's so safe because everyone knows each other. Yeah. But on June 13th, 1996, when the very reliable Angie doesn't show up for her shift at a beauty supply store, which, yes, I looked up. It was called Beauty for All Seasons. Nice. Two coworkers go by Angie's apartment to check on her because they're like, this is so not like her. Like They asked the boss if they could leave and go check on her. That's how how rare it was. Yeah. And they find the front door slightly ajar. She lives on the second floor. They go upstairs and go into the bedroom, and they find a bloody scene with Angie Dodge lying half naked on the bedroom floor. Her throat had been cut, and she had been stabbed 14 times. Oh, my God. I know. She's sexually assaulted. It's possible she wasn't raped. It's it's kind of unclear. But what investigators do find is the perfect semen sample taken atop of Angie's body. Mm. So they have DNA. Great. The neighborhoods canvassed and her friends and family are questioned. They're eliminated as suspects. And the first six months of the investigation are spent on tips that go nowhere and testing of DNA of local men. And it goes nowhere. And fortunately, in this town, the average homicide rate is zero to one per year. Wow, But because of that, the homicide investigators don't have a ton of experience, you know, uh, investigating these kinds of crimes. So they're not prepared. They're not experienced. One of the two lead detectives put on the case, Jared Furman, who gets like fucking decimated for the story in so many of the articles mm-hmm. he had been a high school parole officer not not par- you know like he had a, s- a truancy officer no like a security officer walking around and oh, shit. Oh, oh which is like a fucking noble job and nothing wrong with it but then to then go to homicide detective is hard right to understand okay so he had almost no investigative experience at all meanwhile angie's mom carol is like determined. It's cold. It's months and months. She's like, I'm going to find leads on my own. And she starts to question Angie's circle of friends and go to the places they all hung out. And in January of 1997, one of those friends, a guy named Ben Hobbs, who was possibly, it was one of the things that he was the last, one of the last people to see Angie alive. And, and there's a video of him carrying flowers at his funeral, at her funeral. Mm. So he's like close to her. He gets arrested in Nevada on suspicion of brutally raping a woman at knife point. Oh no. So they're like, connection. Yes. Right. Obviously. So Hobbs denies being involved at all. But when police start interviewing Hobbs's friends, they're led to a 20 year old high school dropout named Christopher Tapp. He had kind of been a juvenile delinquent in the past. Seems like he was on the straight and narrow, maybe just a hangout guy. But none of Tapp's DNA matches with the samples taken from the scene or the semen found on Angie. Police ignore this evidence and assume he's involved somehow. So over three and a half weeks, TAP is interrogated nine different days for over 30 hours total. He's given six polygraphs Mm. and questioned for more than 40 hours. Wow. Yeah. He's just a skinny 20-year-old kid. He doesn't have a high school education. He's not ready to like fucking spar, but he like cooperates because he knows he didn't do it. Yeah. So he's cooperating and coming in every time they call him in. So they start to lie to Chris Tap to t- to get him to confess. They tell him that um, his his friend confessed to the crime. He said that that Hobbs had not only confessed to killing Angie, but that he had also implicated Tap in the murder. So they're lying to him, and you know, and it's all videotaped. The like, which I guess you can do, yeah. Which is so like crazy yes (laughs) they tell him that they had he had likely suppressed his memory of the incident and he should trust them because they would be able to prove he was there anyways and he'd get the death penalty so if he doesn't confess and they and they still take him to trial and find him guilty which they said they could totally do then he's getting the death penalty so he might as well start talking and they can offer him immunity that's what they tell him which they can't do yeah um and they can help him and he'll just go home it's the fucking classic story yeah
0: that sounds like Brendan Dassey. Exactly. Oh.
1: Yeah. There's a show called The Confession Tapes on Netflix oh, It's right. just hard to watch because it's these cases over and over again. It seems like using subterfuge to get a
0: suspect to admit something seems like a good idea, but there should be limits. Yes, The idea that you could suggest that someone is repressing a memory and basically fuck with their own like the way their mind works and be like, and we have the proof that you're repressing your memory. How
1: do you not go, what if I'm repressing my memory? He says exactly that. Like He's hooked up to the polygraph machines and he's like, I wouldn't know if I did it, right? I wouldn't remember, right? Like he's, he is, he clearly trusts, here's the thing. He went to the same school where um, the uh, investigator was the cop at the school. So he trusted this guy too. Uh And he's like, why would they want to frame me? I'm going to work with them. Maybe like, why would they lie? They're right. He trusts them. Yes. You know?
0: So. Well, and also when you're, sorry, but when you're in that situation, You can't do anything else but tell the truth because if you didn't do anything, all you can do is keep on repeating exactly what you know about what you did. Right. Introducing the idea that you
2: don't know what you did is really fucked up. Exactly.
1: And so Tap trusts Furman because he knew him from high school and police interrogators threaten tap with the gas chamber like quote the gas chamber wow and or life in prison they attack his memory they feed him information which when you watch the video of it it's ridiculous like they're even like uh and that's when you cut her and then he goes and that's when you and like let him finish cut like it's so fake. Yeah. So they promise immunity and threaten to take it away. They push aside Tapp's claims of innocence and they offer leniency in exchange for a confession. At first, Chris Tapp denies any involvement. But over time, he's coerced into telling six different stories, which mm. is a red flag in itself. I would think. Like there should be one story. Eventually, investigators assured him that if he cooperates and admits he was there, he can go free. They like lie and tell him that. So he agrees to cooperate, whatever version of events police think happened. They feed him the story and he confesses to detectives that he and two friends, including that dude, Hobbs, who had been brought in with him, had gone to Dodge's apartment on the night of her death. And that um, after fighting with her, Chris Tapp says he held her down while his friend killed and raped her. Mm. So he just like puts himself there. Uh, but neither Hobbs nor Chris Tapp match the DNA at the crime scene. They, it doesn't match them. Oh. Yeah. So Chris Tapp then tells a third, tells them of a third friend who was there. He says he could only remember the name Mike. Like he invents a fucking person. Yeah. It's beyond red flag. Yeah. And we're into, this is like a mountainside in Tibet where (laughs) it's just red material flapping in the wind everywhere the eye can see. That's right. Horrifying. So. This guy, Hobbs, maintains his innocence. Um, He is convicted of this case in Nevada, of rape at night point. So wow. that's fucking crazy. But he's let go by the Idaho Falls investigators. But even though his DNA isn't at the crime scene and there isn't any other evidence pointing to him, police arrest Chris Tapp on his confession and charge him with murder. His case goes to trial in 1998 where he recants his confession. He pleads not guilty, which upsets Carol uh, Dodge, of course. She's yeah. like... Just distraught, um, and on, and it sounds like they coerced someone else to, just um, a young woman. Police had manipulated her into a false testimony, claiming she had heard Chris Tapp mention his involvement in the murder at a party. Now so we're somehow, into the, the West Memphis Three shit. That's right. Oh god. Somehow they got her. Maybe they were like had gotten her on some evidence and this is how she got out of it. Who knows? Maybe. At the trial, he testifies that the admission had been coerced and that the DNA clearly shows that he's not the killer, but prosecutors withhold the videotapes of his confession. They only show little bits and pieces of it that you know, corroborate their story. Right. On May 28th, 1998, the jury convicts Chris, Christopher Tapp of aiding and abetting rape and murder and he's sentenced to life in prison with a maximum of 30 years. <sighs> and, uh, you know, at the time, Idaho Falls, are, this doesn't happen. They are freaking out. They want, and it took like a couple months for them to finally get someone who is, like they said, responsible. Yeah. They needed to close this case. Yes. It's right? the
0: pressure. I mean, it's the story every time. Yeah. Is they're always working under massive pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And fear, well, this fear that the community has, especially when it's a small community yeah. and people know who the victim is. Yeah. It's, yeah. That that creates that pressure cooker. But but still, it's just like it, as as the people in that position as the authorities along those lines knowing full well you are you're putting a young man in jail or person in jail that is going to be there for the rest of
1: their life i believe it though like they st- in in this um, keith morrison investigates show when he interviewed them in 2012 they won't they won't go on uh, camera anymore or be interviewed they're like they just keep saying look at the tapes look at the tapes where it's like, yeah, we looked at them and look, they they believe it still.
0: Oh, because they don't realize they were coercing him. Right. They don't realize they were feeding him the story. They didn't understand that, so. that they didn't know the procedure.
1: They knew that they, in their minds, knew that he had done this thing, and they were helping him to get it off his chest. Yeah. Which is. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Um. And it needs to be, like, they need him to be. Meanwhile, Carol Dodge, the mom, who's, like, the sweetest woman ever, is determined to find out who this fucking Mike person is because he's the killer. Mm. And she's, like, stoked that Christopher Tapp had gone to prison. But she's, like, there's still murderers out there. I need to find these people. I'm not settled. Um, so by 2009, the DNA profile of the killer, the actual killer, had been put in the national database CODIS, no match. Then she read an article in the p- paper about an internationally known DNA expert named Dr. Greg Hampikian. He's the executive director of the Idaho Innocence Project. She oh. just fucking read about him. Thank God. And she was just like, I need help. Yeah. And just like fucking calls him up. Um, That's interesting, though, because she's calling the
0: Innocence Project to talk about a killer not right. getting somebody that she loves
1: off or what it, usually what people yes. go to the innocence project for is going saying she, well, he said this was the first time a victim's family member had contacted him. Yeah. But he, you know, he was an, a well known DNA expert. So she just, and she read an article. And you know how moms cut articles out? Hell yeah. They're yes. like, maybe this guy can help yes. us. Yes. What else is she going to do? You can't look it up in the phone book. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. No. And it turns out that Dr. Greg Hampikian is like, yo, I can totally help you. But full disclosure, I just started working on Chris Tapp's conviction overturn. Like I just I just started working on Christopher Tapp's case. Yeah. Trying to see if it was a false confession. Because Christopher Tapp probably has a family that's like there's no way it was him. Well, yeah, they keep trying to overturn the conviction. Yeah. So she's like, I don't care. I just want to know what happened no matter what the outcome is. So let's work together.
0: That's real mom energy.
1: I know. Of like, I just want. I want the truth to come out. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, just, yeah, like, let's see what the truth, like, let's see where the DNA leads us, what the truth is. Yeah. So together, they persuade investigators to use familial DNA, a fucking brand new thing, to try to find Angie's killer. But Idaho doesn't allow familial DNA searches in their criminal database. So um, Greg Hempikian, he is like, let's try to search public databases. So in 2014, they search a public database owned by Ancestry.com that has... It's fucking crazy. They have all these connections to the Mormon community. Did you know they're like one of the biggest contributors to DNA? Yes. They're they're the big family tree people. Yeah. Like the the Mormon church knows all about your family and where you come from and all that stuff. And they're keeping it in like a bomb-proof mountain shelter. And all these churches like line up to get their fucking cheek swab like yeah. understandably it's not a big deal like i don't think but they get their cheek swab they get their fucking ancestry built up and shit yeah and so ancestry.com was like can we have that yoink and like bought it wow yeah so
0: um basically six one point sorry i want to see the documentary movie about the person who brokered that deal because it's some sweet talking mormon oh no (laughs) that was someone that sweet talked some mormons who knows some like slick salesman had to go in and be like of course i won't drink coffee
1: yeah can we have access to this i know you're already rich (laughs) here's some more money yeah Basically, 1.6 million people in Utah alone have given their DNA to this database, and then Ancestry bought it. Amazing. Yeah. So according to a search warrant, investigators received a list of 41 potential matches when they put in the DNA from the crime scene in July 2014. One match is just one DNA marker away from the killer's DNA. Whoa. 34 out of 35 markers. Whoa. They're like great. They track him down. And when the man is looked into further, investigators are like, holy shit. The man's name is Michael Ursary Jr. And right off the bat, uh they're like, his name is Mike. His name is Mike. That's what fucking Christopher Tapp said. Yeah. Right. So they're like, boom. Then they look more into his life and, and they look on his Facebook and it turns out that he has friends in Idaho Falls, even though he doesn't live there. He lives in New Orleans. Mm. Then they look more into him. He's a low budget filmmaker whose films are a, like literally about violence and murder. Mm. Let me read you one of the um this is what the mo- one of the movies are about. Uh, the description is, an average suburban housewife tries to stop her neighbor from going on a rampage after he witnesses a gruesome attack. Like, and the other one's called, uh, murderabilia. Like, it's just about murder. It's stuff. His passion. Right. Mm-hmm. So. They go to New Orleans, they question Ursary, and he admits to being in Idaho Falls in the spring of 96, Whoa! like on a trip. He's like, I was totally there visiting friends, but I don't know what was going on that night. I don't know anything about this. He provides a DNA swab, and in early 2015, he's cleared. Whoa. It's totally not him. It's fucking just coincidence after coincidence. Jesus. But at this point, he's like, I want to get on the fucking bandwagon too and help, like, solve this. So he teams up with Carol to help her. So now, wait, sorry, but we have to pivot back and then be like, just because you like horror movies yeah, and just because exactly.
2: you have those interests doesn't
0: make you a killer. It doesn't mean anything. Yes. That's unrelated. <laughs> Let's
1: turn our opinions around. I was happy to jump on board with that. I see the error of my way. Yeah, but I bet if you questioned him for 30 fucking hours straight, he'd, like, he'd, uh, what's it called? Confess too. Yeah, yeah, probably. By this point, the Idaho Innocence Project had taken Christopher Tapp's case and they're able to get uh, Tapp's interrogation videos released. And then they're like, holy shit, Angie's mom, Carol, watches the videotapes too. And she's just like, oh shit. Yeah. She's like, I, I kept thinking and she was reading all the case files. She's like, I kept not understanding what I was getting wrong and like what I wasn't understanding until I realized. It was all a false confession.
0: Yeah, it was not the whole story it that she It didn't make mentioned. sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, Carol's convinced that the man serving time for her daughter's murder was coerced into confessing and wrongfully convicted. Oh, I know. She's the so victim's mom. I can Her only daughter. Uh. She even contacts an expert. An expert? Mm-mm. She even contacts an expert. In False Confession Analysis, which is like, what a fucking cool job. Yeah, really. His, his name's Steve Drizzen. He watches all the videos as well, and he says it's a textbook case of psychological coercion. He says um, that police fed Christopher Tapp facts about the crime scene using deception and other sophisticated and psychologically manipulative techniques, and that's how they got the confession out of him. Wow.
0: Yeah. Couldn't have been too sophisticated. If they have no if they're not experts enough to be good at solving the crime, yeah.
1: we can't then turn around and say that they're expert manipulators in the interrogation room. I mean it can't be that hard to con to like convince a twenty year old high school dropout these men are like educated yes. professionals to to that he did it same with true. Brendan Dassey it's like not like Brendan Dassey was a mastermind and they got him to confess yeah that's true it could be the emotional ploy right As po- anyway okay go ahead no no it's good so during this time Christopher Tap appeals his case several times and eventually Tap's attorneys offer prosecutors a deal in March of 2017 for his immediate release from prison Tap would agree to keep the aiding and abetting murder conviction on his record but they're going to drop the aiding and abetting rape conviction So, both sides agree to this fucking deal. Okay. And after 20 years in custody, it just lets Christopher Taft walk free. He was
2: in
0: jail for 20 years? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: And you should see, like, he's, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. So, like, when he's in at trial, the video's at trial and stuff, he's just this little boy. And now he's this grown man. Yeah. It's crazy. So, fucking cut to this past May of 2019. Oh. What's that? Four months ago? Four months ago? Yeah. Idaho Falls police announced that they had used familial DNA and they were able to find a match to the contributor of the DNA at Angie's crime scene. Oh, uh. Uh-huh. A man now 53 years old named Brian Drips. Drips and tap. Is that the fucking crazy thing? That's terrible. It's like such a coincidence. That's crazy yeah. coincidence. Yeah. So, uh, Brian Drips had been living in Idaho Falls at the time of Dodge's murder, but he had no history of violent crimes. He had, pre- he had been talked to by investigators when they were doing the canvassing of the neighborhood because he lived across the street from Angie's house. So they had like talked to him and yeah. he was like, I don't, I went out and came home and I was drunk and passed out. Like, I don't remember what happened. Right. And they were like, great. Goodbye. Uh, talk to you later. Yeah. So after, so what happened was, um, investigators had gotten a familial DNA hit thanks to the help of Perobon Nano Labs, which is the Virginia-based company that also helped ID the Golden State Killer. Hi. Recently. Hey, what's up, best friends? Good job, everybody. Good job, guys. Um police had, they, they got the match, like familial match. They had to do the same thing with Golden State Killer where they followed him. They found a cigarette butt. Yeah. Tested it to be sure. And it matched him exactly. Mm. So um, over the course of an interview that lasted about five hours, Drips admitted to the rape and murder of Angie Dodge and said he acted alone. Whoa. Yeah. So. Christopher Tapp's is finally cleared. He's charged the same night. The two investigators who had coerced a false confession from Christopher Tapp, they're now retired and they refuse to talk about the case. Yeah, I saw one thing that was like one of the investigators said he doesn't remember anything about the case. But then I said another thing that was like he might have early onset Alzheimer's. So that might be why it's not. You know. I mean, then you could argue early onset Alzheimer's.
0: Y- you forget current things first. Mm, really? Not, not to be an argumentative. Be it. But I also bet there is a, such a massive amount of guilt that they can't even acknowledge because to actually look in face, they approach that with, you know, we're all doing our best at all times. They they approach that with, we want to get this woman's killer off yeah. the street. Yeah. All, these things are pointing to you, whatever we have to do to get you off the street.
1: And that's what they were trying to do. Their aim was true, but it was just way off it was off yeah and like i wonder if they'll even admit it now that he had nothing to do with it or if they'll say well i bet he was still there aiding and abetting like they must have known each other somehow you know what i mean like yeah won't let it go still but
0: if the actual killer is like i acted alone that's kind of the end of the story totally
1: so um on july 17th 2019 that was just like a month ago yeah that's right and now 43 year old christopher taps charges were vacated after fighting for his freedom for 22 years he said quote i am appreciative and deeply humbled that this moment has finally come his case will serve as the nation's first exoneration to rely on genealogical dna testing wow so i mean i feel like we should expect more of those i'm sure More than 25% of the more than 360 wrongful convictions overturned by DNA evidence in the United States have involved some form of a false confession. Mm -hmm. Recently, uh, Brian Dripps was in court for a preliminary hearing and he said that he didn't know Angie Dodge and he was drunk and high on cocaine and didn't remember what happened that night. He had just had a baby. So he admits it. But there's a whole thing about, like, did they... Now he's fighting because he's saying they didn't read him as Miranda rights. But it's it's all just stalling and bullshit. Right.
0: So Well, and, and that sounds like actually even more kind of internal denial where it's like, uh, yes, drugs will make you do things, especially amphetamines or, like, yeah. uppers that you normally wouldn't do. But murdering a person yeah. in cold blood is... A whole different area. Yeah.
1: Like you, you knew there was a single woman living there alone. So you must have seen her there before. And like that's yeah. premeditation. When you weren't and on it. cocaine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you knew where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It just happened. Right. So Carol Dodge, mommy, um, was present at the hearing and sat through the details about uh, how her daughter was brutally raped. And I don't know how families do that. They do it. <sighs> I know. And it's... Uh, I mean, it's just so sad. It's so sad. It's, I get it. Like you want to, you you don't want them to have suffered alone. Right. You think you're there with them a little bit maybe.
0: Yeah. It's just so, it's such a, like a brave and incredibly strong thing to do because you're already in the worst place you can be. Right. And then it's like, and now we have to go even further. I, I wonder if they feel obligated to sit through that. So they understand. Yeah. So they know the whole story. Because yeah. also, the, I'm sure not knowing makes it worse. Yes. Because that means you're writing whatever you're thinking. It's just like, every time we get to this part in any kind of yeah. true crime documentary, it's just like,
1: good God. Yeah. The amount of grief this person went through is insane. Um. So she sat through the hearing. And after the hearing, Carol Dodge approaches Brian Drip's mother and says to her, It's going to be okay. Oh no. And in tears, the women embraced outside the courthouse. Mm You know, that's the one that gets me the worst. I know. And you know, it's fun, like you, you see before during Christopher Tapp's trial, she was so angry. I like the son might one of the sons might have yelled something at them. Like sure. they were pissed off. Hell yeah. And now this time around, she's had some time to fucking deal with, you know, that this is part of her life. She had compassion, which right. I think is so beautiful. Yeah. Angie would be forty one today if she hadn't been killed. Carol says about her only daughter's death that quote, grief has no time limit. I can't let go. Right. And that is the murder of Angie Dodge, the nation's first exoneration to rely on genealogical DNA testing. Wow. Ugh. I fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I, I found that when I was looking on Wikipedia for uh for Convictions that were turned overturned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so thanks, Wikipedia. Yeah, good job, Wikipedia. That was great.
2: <sighs> There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back.
1: I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound
2: And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So
1: go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget,
2: the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Okay, I'm going to hold up my papers like a reporter.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now you might remember this. Well, actually... There have been so many of these, uh, all different sorts over the years, that it's probably going to sound familiar when I start talking about it. Mm-hmm. But this, so this is a fake doctor scandal. Hmm. And um, when I first, I started out looking for a cult story because I hadn't done, I haven't done a cult one in a while. Yeah. And um, we've done many you, you're a cult expert. I love cults. Point. I love talking about cults. There's definitely some I haven't done yet. But as I was kind of going through, and again, I went back to Ranker. I mentioned them last week because that's where I found my uh, story from last week. And they, they also talked to us on Twitter and we're like, oh. hey, thanks so much. We're your fans too, which Yay. was very exciting. So thank you, Ranker. It's such a great website because when you're there to look for one thing mm-hmm. that you're looking for, it just has constant little clicks,
1: Click yeah. spots It's where like, you oh, you like to- cults? Well, how about some yeah. fucking serial rampage? Here's the weirdest, here's- 26
0: weirdest cults Los Angeles <laughs> has ever seen. And here's uh, six death cults that yeah. make no sense. And they just keep on giving you versions of what you're looking for. I think it's called clickbait. It's- <laughs> and I'm here for it. And I am present and accounted for. <laughs> so I basically got myself onto a page about like fake doctors now i don't love angel of death stories no offense only because i'm offended by that (laughs) because i've
1: covered like two of them i know
0: it's your passion it's project definitely i don't to me it seems kind of clear i i get i get what that is and my i'm always attracted to stories where i'm like what in the fuck is going on yeah that's what i like which is explains my passion for sasquatch so anyway (laughs) this story has everything and i'll show you now okay maybe a little more intro um it was predominantly broken by um so it takes place in west palm beach florida okay and it this story was broken by a reporter named terry parker for the wpbf news 25 Mm. or i think it's called wpbf
1: news 25 oh that's my favorite of the w's news places Uh, (laughs) wpbf1 wpbf2 it goes all the way up to 25. Okay. So this
0: takes place in West Palm Beach, Florida at St. It starts at St. Mary's (laughs) Medical Center. Okay. And basically what happens is a 17 year old boy named Malachi Love Robinson. Hardcore name. Right. Um. he walks into St. Mary's Medical Center and he finds a white lab coat uh, mm-hmm. with the St. Mary's Medical Center uh, embroidery on the one Just side. Just lying about? I guess he yeah, finds, steals. There's all the <laughs> different way. Who knows? I don't like it. Um, he reaches behind a door, mm-hmm. pulls it off mm-hmm. a hook without looking. Boom, mm-hmm. it's his. Puts that on. Okay. And walks around. And basically pretends to be um, a resident, like a student doctor at this hospital. Have you
1: seen 17-year-olds lately? They look 17. So 17. Yeah. And this one is no different. In 2015,
0: his haircut absolutely screams, I'm in high school. (laughs) And so the idea that he got away with this in any way, shape, or form is a little crazy. Love it. Um, But this is, first of all, it's Florida. Secondly <laughs> This is how these things go Okay. So um, on the other side So it's St. Mary's Medical Center on one
1: side mm-hmm. Anesthesiologist Ooh, on the other That's not one you want to fuck around with Right?
0: So he goes around and starts And whenever uh, people ask him He'll say I'm, sh- I'm shadowing doctors Or you know he, that's the yeah. phrase He uses shadowing doctors which is like At least look up the correct terminology I think that's for waiting tables yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm shadowing
1: this <laughs>
0: server tonight I'm shadowing this server I'm shadowing this neuro surgeon. So he goes around, stands in patients rooms and shadows, quote unquote doctors. And um, anytime someone asks him, he basically has great answers. He's very convincing. He's very intelligent. And Hmm. he also uh, says things like, oh, I've been a doctor for years. He says things with such conviction that no one questions him for a month. Oh, no. A month. He does it. Finally, he goes in and tries to stand in on a pregnant woman's consultation. Uh And the doctor who is attending is just like, who the fuck are you? Uh. Essentially, that's finally when the cops get called. So the cops arrive. Um, When they look in his car, they find a second white lab coat. This one has his name embroidered on it. At this point, he called himself Dr. Robinson. So he'd gotten a St. Mary's lab coat and then got his own name embroidered on I it i bet
1: it's not that hard well i was
0: the first thing i was picturing is i wonder if he took it like down to lids you know that <laughs> hat store where you can get anything <laughs> embroidered on a hat yeah if he did that kind of thing where he's just like if some store that said embroidery it's like they're not gonna no they don't care They think it's a halloween costume or some shit yeah or that you're a doctor that's just doing some errands right. like who cares oh my god um so, because the thing I thought of then, once I read that detail of they found the second coat, mm-hmm. and like he's parked probably in the employee parking yeah. or whatever, is that why in the beginning of this didn't anyone look and see why is this anesthesiologist sitting in on this OBGYN yeah, appointment? those things don't add up. They, there's no point. No. So, like, it actually wasn't the best um, doctor's well, coat to grab. It
1: fucking worked. It
0: definitely worked. And so who am I to criticize? <laughs> um, so... Because he is so young when he's arrested, uh-huh. no formal charges are brought uh, 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 on this. And they right. basically... And look at what a baby he looks oh, like. he's
1: a baby. He's a baby, baby face. That's not even 17. That's a... That's a baby. Yeah, he's a very young-looking
0: baby face, and also, but he looks very serious. And he yeah. speaks when he talks; you listen. It, it's he knows what he is saying. Oh. He's very like front of mind. As I can't you really said, explain confidence, it. man. People, it's, that's people, what it's all about. They want to hear it. They do. And also, if if you ask a personal question and you're uncomfortable by their presence, when they give you the answer you're looking for, you're so relieved yeah. you forget about it. There's there's definitely that psychological trick of wanting scammers and con men. like wanting
1: them to comfort you. Yeah,
0: you tell people what they want to hear and everyone feels great. So this guy's like, no, no, don't worry.
1: I've been a doctor for years. Be quiet.
0: He puts his fingers up to your mouth.
1: I'm 17.
0: Doctor, please think of the patient. It's not, it's not the time. for this. He keeps going. We'll talk about it in the break room. Yeah. We'll talk about it in the staff, no the staff meeting. Mm. Also, in this picture, and maybe I don't know if this has struck you at all. He's wearing his glasses on his head. Oh. Like I like to do sometimes. Yeah, you do. That is such a, like, I'm pretending to be an adult move.
1: Like the seeing eyeglasses. I only need these when I read. Yeah. I'm not oh, that old yet. Oh, these are my readers. I'm I'm my clearly readers. 50. <laughs> okay. So, so they don't press charges.
0: And they basically... And of course, the story goes viral... And they find this family photo where he is literally dressed like a doctor in the family photo.
1: Oh, my God. Let me see. So this is. Okay. He looks a little older here. Yeah. And he has a stethoscope on. Right. They got proud of, of him. stethoscope. Everyone seems
0: good with it.
1: That's like a family photo. But the photo that they use. He went... looks older
0: here. I can see he's got a little bit of facial hair. So that was a series. Okay. It's like the family went and got a bunch of pictures taken. Yeah. And this was the picture that, that went viral. Oh. And, um, so many people. So this was, you know, 2015. So this is like an old meme, basically. It was like the, I ch- didn't the, know it. The, ch- the fake child doctor. And it was like things, people writing stuff like, I need to inspect your titty balls. They were just doing oh, dumb, like, like dumb kids, but yeah. pretending it was a doctor. So. That happened. I think everybody, like, I can remember that as a distant memory of, like, oh, yeah, that that happened. Up
1: until now, since he, I don't know if he, like, hurt anyone, I feel kind of bad for him. Like, clearly he had some... Issues. Something's going on. And then it went viral and everyone knows his face and how embarrassing and shit. Yes. So that's a, so that's a bad feeling,
0: obviously. You don't know any, anybody to be shamed. Yeah. And there's something to it where it's like there's a bit of gumption that, yeah. that I respect for sure. I love bullshitting. I love the kind of people who are like, let's try to sneak into this concert where yeah. I'm like, I will never try to sneak in anywhere ever. It takes big titty balls to do shit T- like you that. You get your titty balls going. <laughs> and this guy has them. All yeah, over the place. And he used them. <laughs> He's not afraid to use them. Yeah. Okay. So then in fall of 2015. So basically that happened at the beginning of the year. Um, so it's kind of vague in the middle of the year. But by October of 2015, he is um the massage therapist at a rehab center <gasps> in West Palm Beach. Now, so you have to have a license to be Absol- a massage therapist. Absolutely. So he basically gets
1: caught acting as a massage therapist. You know why? Because you know how hard it is to give a massage. I bet it was a creepy weird light-handed 17-year-old massage. Yes. Where
0: he it was all about him touching someone and breathing as opposed too to heavy getting there. Why are you, is your mouth near my shoulder if you're <laughs> giving me a therapeutic physical massage? Oh
1: no. Yeah. So, a 17-year-old massage.
0: <laughs> People were started looking up licenses. There was yeah. no license to be had. So he actually gets sent a cease and desist order by the Florida Department of Health Mm -hmm. saying you are not allowed to pretend to be a massage therapist. Stop it. Knock it off. (laughs) That was in December of 2015. Okay. He's like, fine, I will. Fine. So... Now, I'm going to tell you a different story. We're going to fold in another story. I <gasps> love it. In December of 2015, which is the same month he receives his cease and desist order, mm-hmm. 86-year-old Anita Morrison of West Palm Beach, Florida, is suffering from stomach pain. She met with a gastroenterologist several times. Gastroenterologist. Gastroenterologist. Isn't it? Gastroenterologist. Okay. Yeah. I've been. Uh, <laughs> you've enjoyed the company of? <laughs> I have. And she's not getting any better. Okay. So um, she's desperate to find a solution. So she and her in-home health aide go online and start looking up homeopathic doctors because mm-hmm. they're thinking maybe there's another option. Mm-hmm. And that's when they find Dr. Malachi Love Robinson. Oh, dear. A naturopathic doctor. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation. Sounds right. Um, let's call him a, natu- a naturopath mm-hmm. and the founder of the new birth, new life medical center in West Palm beach. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's, that's this, that's that there's that's their website, right? That's his website right there. I, I trust it. <laughs> right. I'm going to call for an appointment. It looks very legit. It's, it's all very yeah. on the up and up. Um, So Anita, Arranges for Dr. Love, which is how he refers to himself on the website, Uh um, to make a house call to her home. And he comes by in his white coat and stethoscope. That's what you look for when someone knocks on your door and says, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. And he's wearing that weird (laughs) silver reflective thing (laughs) around his head. He examines Anita. He listens to her heart and lungs. And he diagnoses her with... Arthritis. None of her previous doctors have ever given her that diagnosis. Mm. So he tells Anita that he can cure her stomach ailments with vitamins, which is the. It made me laugh out loud when I read that line because I was just like, "If I don't eat a certain amount of yogurt when I take vitamins, I will throw up in the driveway." Really? Yes. Like I can't. The idea that that's the solution for your gastroenterological problems is hilarious. I
1: buy me. it, and I'll try it. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw up in the fucking driveway <laughs> if I want.
0: And that's the solution. <laughs> okay, so um, he goes to the store and buys her valerian and melatonin. Okay. Okay. Well, My understanding is those are for sleeping. Yes, they are. (laughs) This is a different thing. Yeah. He visits Anita four more times, but the pain never subsides. And then one day she calls and says she's in excruciating Mm. pain. Um, He says he'll be over right away, shows up three hours later, says he won't be able to help her and that she'll have to go to the hospital. So um, Malachi calls 911 and tells the first responders his name is Dr. Love and that one of his patients needs immediate help. When the ambulance arrives, to take anita to the hospital that leaves dr love alone in anita's house oh no he tells her she shouldn't bring her keys or purse to the hospital with her and assures her that he'll lock up for her on his way out sure it's a doctor you believe him of course he's got a stethoscope oh for my god sake. come on okay so later that evening uh Dr. Love goes to the hospital to visit Anita. He tells her she needs to have several medical tests done. So he comes in, in the outfit to the hospital. Ballsy. Still doing it, still playing the game. He tells her these tests are going to be expensive, but they're necessary. And she says, fine. So a few days later, Anita gets out of the hospital. And then she notices that there's money missing from her checking Mm-mm. account. Um, when she calls the bank to find out what's going on, um, she finds there's two checks of hers uh, from her checkbook that she left in the house that had been forged. Mm. One was for $500 made out to Dr. Malachi A. Love, and the second was for $1,200 made out to New Birth, New Life Medical Center. Shit. And both have signatures that are her signature, but that she did not write. Right. So it's forged. So she calls the police, and then the police look into it, and they see that Re- Malachi uh, Love Robinson had also stolen $29,700 from Anita's bank account. To pay his Nissan, uh, to pay off his Nissan auto loan, fuck, and three thousand dollars to pay off a Citibank credit card, and eighteen hundred dollars to pay off a Capital One credit card. So he's basically been ripping her off the oh, no. entire time. The grand total of everything he stole from Anita Morrison was thirty six thousand two hundred dollars. Holy shit! So okay, so the authorities are called and they start this investigation. Now, meanwhile, January twenty sixteen. Everybody opens their Facebook pages. And what's lo and behold, but Malachi <laughs> Love Robinson is about to give his uh, grand opening party for the new birth, new life medical practice. No. So, yes. So some could construe it as a fake medical practice because it's a fully outfitted fitters, <laughs> fitted doctor's office inside the West Palm Beach Medical Plaza, which is this huge building. What? The news reports kept showing the front of it. And it's like he it's like
1: second only to a hospital like he went right into a place yeah it wasn't like some weird office that i ended up moving into with a bunch of other girls yes
0: it was no odd storefront with like with teen girls living in the back yeah this what he went into a medical plaza and was like i'll take one office please (laughs) so so there's a sign on the door outside um, that reads Dr. Malachi Love Robinson ND PhD HHP-C Mm-mm. AMP-C AMPM. MD AMPM mini market You can't give those to yourself. I mean apparently you can't cuz this again it's this thing of that's just the sign company. They don't yeah. know. You can make any sign in the world you yeah. want. We can we can put a sign outside this studio right now that says Doctors Georgia and Karen. Let's do it. Exactly right. Like that's our hyphenated last name. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to. Um Damn it. So he's throwing an uh, like a grand opening party for his medical offices.
1: Oh, hors d'oeuvres and pa- past apps. Right.
0: This is my favorite part. So on this um, this is the Facebook page invite for oh, this okay. party. Okay. F- 74 have been invited, seven are interested, <gasps> and 19 went. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yes. It's it's real hilarious. Yeah. And it says, come out and join New Birth, New Life Medical Center for our grand opening in Suite 303. We'll be celebrating the hard work of the staff involved in making this business possible. Please come and share this memorable time with us as we celebrate the opening of West Palm Beach, his first holistic medical center. It's all those. That's what's written. I'm oh, reading no. it as written. Yeah. Also, on his website up there, which is the New Birth New Life Medical Center, mm-hmm. that alone, that name alone, I would immediately be like, "This is a weird Christian anti-abortion front." Oh, or I something. would think it was like a doula, like a birthing center. Well, it says at the top of the of the website for the New New Birth New Life Medical Center Medical Center and Urgent Care. Oh so he's also kind of getting I mean I think that's dangerous waters where it's like yeah. you can pretend to be a holistic doctor you can kind of try to pass it off as like general medical ideas yeah. you get into urgent care and yeah. it's like people walking in with a nail in their ear or whatever <laughs> just like why would you even sign up no. for that
1: yeah that's true like you're asking to out yourself you can't deal with the fucking nail on the head right you can't you don't
0: know where to put gauze when people have something (laughs) stuck into their head why would you be signing up for the probably the hardest part of being a doctor he's like googling while it's (laughs) 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 real quick yeah uh does that nail have a brand name on it okay and it also on there says it offers family planning services okay there's just all kinds of shit. wow it also claims that there's a staff of medical professionals working there and then under that it's like here's our staff of medical professionals and then the most stock photo photo you've ever seen of like eight doctors each from every different race creed color, everything. There's just every type of person. And none of them are real people. And none of them are real people. They're models that are good at acting like doctors. Okay. Just like Malachi himself. Yeah. And he's listed as the owner and a physician. Uh And then in his personal bio on the website, he describes himself as, quote, a well-rounded professional with two Fs who utilizes. Oh, we can't misspell that word. No. Who utilizes physiological, psychological, and mechanical methods such as air, water, light, heat earth and ah. then and then in brackets to treat patients i know that's as it appears on the website i don't like it yeah i mean this is why you have to read the smaller print <laughs> on things like this um but this new business is licensed with the state of florida and it's been approved for taking both medicaid and insurance payment florida so all that shit's fine it's on the set level up. okay shit so There is a reporter at WPBF News 25 in West Palm Beach, and her name is Terry Parker. Mm -hmm. And she gets a call from a concerned family member who's seen Malachi's grand opening party Facebook invitation. Yeah, you got to think. Yeah, that there's people involved that are like. I don't know. Yeah. So they call and say, you know, I don't know what they say, but I imagine it was something along the lines of, Hey, my cousin Malachi loves pretending to be a doctor (laughs) and he's, he's up to it again. He's at
1: it again. He's
0: at it again. So she grabs a cameraman and goes down to the new birth, new life medical center to ask some questions. The beauty of this story is you can watch all of this on YouTube oh yes so somebody hips Terry Parker to this story and they basically break it on the news and then follow up on like they're on this like from there breaking news from it's true breaking news holy shit so she walks in and the shot is it's this it's a big office it has one of those like curved around receptionist yeah. area that could easily seat six receptionists like a yeah. big receptionist area yeah and the shot that's so funny is there was the reporters walking in and talking, and he is coming out, <gasps> and he's got his white doctor's coat on, his stethoscope around his neck. Mm-hmm. He's carrying a very official, like one of those metal clipboards yeah, yeah, that yeah. doctors carry Perhaps around that you can open. Yes, that that has a compartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's looking at her very like, what's this now? And then she's basically like, Does he look really young? Oh yeah, no, he he's eighteen years old. Yeah. it's hilarious. He's he's kind of. Tall, it's not like he's little, Mm -hmm. Um, but he absolutely has a baby face and Mm -hmm. does not look like Mm -hmm. he should be, he doesn't look like he should be helping the receptionist at that (laughs) office, much less the doctor in charge. Okay. So... Basically, he, it takes him a second to figure out what's happening. He's clearly shocked and he's the only one there. Mm. And then he, as she says, can I ask you some questions about your medical practice? And he then goes behind the, the receptionist desk and very, very slowly takes off his stethoscope mm. and takes off his white doctor's jacket. And then it's just him in a, his yellow and black plaid shirt. Mm. And she starts talking to him and then he starts to answer her and then basically says, I, I-, I don't want this recorded. I, don- I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. And so they have to turn off the camera mm-hmm. and then the reporter in the report, you can watch all this. She goes, but he did invite us to come back later and then he would speak on camera like the next day. What? So then it cuts to her going and him in a new different outfit. He looks great. He's got this beautiful, like, camel cashmere sweater on uh-huh. and a blazer and he's giving her the full tour and all the questions she asks where she's like but you are not a medical doctor or whatever and he's like no 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 and I don't claim to be I'm a naturopath and uh, but I'm hiring MDs and I'm hiring that I'm I'm speaking to several doctors oh. who I'm going to hire to work here this is my business yeah I don't claim to be a doctor then they cut to the sign yeah. on the wall outside that has the list oh. it says New le- New Birth New Life um, Medical Center, and then all the says, letters <laughs> Doctor Malachi, all the letters, and then you see the reporter peel back a piece of white <gasps> tape that was covering no. MD. Yes, it's so genius, it's so delightful. She just peels it back and then says that when she asked him about that. Um, he said he never authorized MD to be put on the sign. That was a mistake. Yeah. That someone else did that who wasn't listening to him. Uh huh. And essentially, when they walk back through all his websites and all the claims yeah. everywhere, he says, because he was not just, it wasn't his own website. He was on like medical review websites. Yeah. He was on all kinds of places, like kind of advertising for this medical practice. And when they ask him about all that information, he says, That they basically added stuff without his permission, Mm. and it was the websites. So much happening without his permission. I know no one's listening. It's it's not his fault, and everybody else is doing stuff to try to make him seem like a doctor, yeah, against his will, (laughs) except for the stethoscope. So, so basically, it's it's this amazing thing, and he's kind of like he really is good. This young man is very intelligent and he's very in the moment like he reminds me when i used to do debate in high school there was um like one of them was basically improv debate so you would just be given or like improv like you have to talk about this topic for five minutes good luck yeah which i loved watching but i could never i couldn't even imagine doing it myself it made me so nervous he could do it in a heartbeat yeah because he knows what he he knows what he can and can't say and then he just slips all around it all so that you kind of by the end you're like well great thank you I'm, I'm glad it was finally explained he's so smart he should almost go to school to be a doctor yeah <laughs> or yeah do the hard part yeah really really test it out so okay um so while WPBF is doing basically this expose mm. um on this what What it doesn't seem like they know or anyone knows is that the Florida Board of Health and the authorities, since while they're doing this expose at WPBF. What what it seems like no one knows is that they are doing it under there they have been there has been a a case has been opened against Malachi Mm. and uh, the authorities know about it because of what happened to Anita Morrison right he's been they have been watching him and so essentially when that clinic opens and he's officially open somebody um, an undercover officer makes an appointment
1: (gasps) does he go to the opening party and have past apps (laughs) no 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 and the signature cocktail. They have a signature cocktail at the party? He's,
0: they definitely did. It looked like blood separated. <laughs> the serum separated. Got it. No, this person was at home pretending to be very specifically sick. Okay. So they came in, they made an appointment and they got um, examined by Malachi Love Robinson mm. and he was immediately arrested <gasps> because, all, you know, the talk he said of like, I'm hiring doctors. I don't claim to yeah. do it myself or whatever. You cannot... Like even if he was just The business person That was like Yeah This is what I'm doing you Can't the examine the patient second you Take a, a patient Into right. a room like that Boom
1: What if he was right though Like what if the guy Was like I hate Or the woman Was like I hate to arrest <laughs> you Because you just You just uh, Diagnosed <laughs> me with gout And I've been waiting For someone I can finally walk Yeah And it's like Well too bad No it's uh,
0: Not that at all Okay um, Remember he was giving Someone who <laughs> with right. Intense And that's the other thing too right. That woman could have Fucking died oh, okay. What if that was An appendicitis totally. like here's some vitamins yeah i mean it's all of course I'm making light of it. But this, it's not like he was pretending to be a car salesman. Yeah. He's pretending to be the one thing people need. Urgent care doctor. Right. You're pretending to be a fucking urgent care yeah. doctor. Yeah. Very dangerous. Totally can't, can't be happening. Yeah. So uh, they basically immediately do a sting operation and arrest him. Terry Parker and the WPBF uh, news camera is there <gasps> for the arrest. So as he's being walked out in his white coat, wearing his stethoscope, that she is there asking him questions as they're walking. Oh, you know, she got tipped off by someone
1: in the police force for yes. sure.
0: Well, you know, I bet you when they did their first, that first report. Oh, yeah. The, the cops are just like, hey, guess what? Yeah. We're trying you to do You just kind this. of screwed
1: it up. Yeah, Give us your tape or, and we'll give you the...
0: But the funniest thing is with a person like this who, who we could... I'm sure there's lots of different diagnoses for actually what Malachi is suffering from. Yeah, But he he would have gotten himself into this position because yeah. he, he thought he was impervious to the law. Right. He thought he was going to get away with all of it. Yeah. So he is literally being walked in handcuffs to the elevator. Mm. That's how nice his office was. Mm. It had an elevator in the office. What? Yeah. As he's being walked there, Terry is walking alongside him asking these questions. And he was like... I can't speak. He's being very, like, it's just like he's being persecuted, essentially, the way he's acting. And he's like, um I cannot
1: speak without my lawyer. You're going to have to speak to my lawyer.
0: I'm 18 years old. I'm 18 years old. Um, I've never actually had a real job.
1: Oh, my God. At 18, I was like a waitress and I worked at a thrift store. At 18, I was still getting into fights with my mom about why
0: I shouldn't have to have a job. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the truth. Wait, at 18, I was living in that. Apartment building. Really? Or office building. You're in the office next door to the new life, new yes! Hope, births <laughs> down in West Palm Beach where you love to hang That's out. That's my place. Okay, so he's arrested. He's uh, later released on $26,000 bail. <laughs> His lawyers say that they're going to have uh, Malachi undergo a mental health evaluation be- and explore the possibility of... Of a mental health defense. Um, of course, now the story makes international news because yeah. it's already the viral story. You know, each one of them starts off with, remember back? and yeah. Like, you can hear it. You know, a lot of them refer to him as like a fake Doogie Hauser. It's all yeah. that dumb shit. Um, they track down his business partner. So he has a business partner who is financing the New Birth, New Life Medical uh, Center, mm. And they ask him why he believed Malachi was a real doctor. And he uh, says that Malachi told him that he was homeschooled and took online courses. He basically made it sound like hmm. explain the timeline of how he could be an 18-year-old practicing mm. physician. Mm-hmm. T- truly impossible. Then he points out that um, in this interview, the business partner points out that the 18-year-old fooled the state of Florida. Jesus. So clearly and it, the guy's quoted as saying this clearly this is not your average 18 year old no and he absolutely isn't and here's how you know he he calls his own press conference no yes the Palm Beach Post, um, which is the newspaper in Palm Beach, uh-huh. was at this press conference and their video is up on their website of this of this press conference that takes place. The cameras are set up in the grassy area next to a parking lot. Uh-huh. It's kind of nighttime. And Malachi walks up like his car is parked a little far away and he just walks up to this, you know, uh-huh. like the press table where all the microphones are set up and there's probably four yeah and this is what this is his press conference this is his statement oh my god give it to me good evening everyone he's wearing sorry he's still wearing his glasses on his head as he walks and then i think he put them on his readers his readers and he's wearing a really nice blazer like he truly did look like one of the kids from the debate the yeah. speech and debate world that I came from. Yeah. And he looked that young. Yeah. He looked like he was running for senior class president. Oh, and he says, Good evening, everyone. Um, first of all, I would like to just simply say that on behalf of myself and my family, we thank you for the concerns in the community about the accusations that have happened. Mm. The wording is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that I'm deeply saddened and a little disrespected by some of the things that have come forth. But I will say that my attorneys are working hard. They're working around the clock to make sure this issue gets resolved in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. I seriously doubt they're working around the clock. Mm -mm. I would just simply ask that you allow my attorneys to do their job, that you respect the privacy, my privacy and my family's privacy. And just please allow us to deal with this issue the way any normal family would.
1: By calling a press conference? (laughs) In a parking lot
0: (laughs) next to your Nissan Sentra. And I would simply ask that if you would please pray for us in this time, that everything that has happened, that we get the truth out of it. Mm. And not only the truth, but we can shed some good light on some of the things that are happening in the community today. That we can shed a good light on some of the positive things that are happening and stop worrying about bashing someone and start lifting them up. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for their support, whether it was good or bad. (laughs) No, don't thank the assholes. Bad support is (laughs) the worst support. (laughs) Bad support. Whether it was good or bad. I've had some great supporters and I've had some people who have said some negative things, but everyone is entitled to their opinion. And once again, I'm not upset. Congra- Congratulations. And I respect the community for having the concerns they have. But once again, please just respect our wishes and allow our attorneys to do the best they can So, um, to work on this case. Thank you so much and have a great night. And mm. it's like kind of quiet. It's not like there's all these people going, excuse me. We'll whatever. And then he's like, it's... vote for me for class president. <laughs> for real. I feel like you could you could break down this statement with all the evasive wording. And by the end, he's speaking about himself in the third person.
1: um, It's really overblown. And somehow his family, like it's all shit he did. And somehow he's like defending his family.
0: He's acting like he has he has been. Yeah, he is, he's acting like the victim. Yeah. Um, which is, a, it's a great pivot. A lot of people do it. We see people do it constantly in the press. Yeah. But I think these days, especially people aren't just like, oh uh, yeah. Why are you, why are you declaring that you're not upset? Like we're all supposed to be like, oh my God, yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. Like bullshit. Yeah. Also, this was my favorite part. As he walks away, he literally walks 10 feet ba- away to his car with like a couple family members. And as he's walking away, you hear one r- reporter go, who are your attorneys? And then another one, there's like a pause and one goes, are you a doctor? And then he just never turns around. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. I... So while he's out on bail, mm-hmm. after he, he, oh, sorry, he gives that press conference and then he agrees after a couple days later, he agrees to sit down with Good Morning America. Don't do it. Uh-huh. And at some point, the reporter says, like, obviously, a couple minutes into the interview, the reporter says, are you a fraud? Because everything you're saying to me is either evasive or an outright lie. Mm. And this is on by satellite. And you see Malachi. He's like in the, you know, the monitor and Mm -hmm. he's touching the earpiece in his ear. Oh, no. And he says, I don't appreciate your tone. I don't appreciate the way you're portraying this interview to be. And then he fucking walks out of the interview. You're
1: 18. <laughs> he's
0: handling business. Fucking teenagers, man. They're such dicks. It's hilarious. And that, like the bravado of a person who actually hasn't, yeah, probably lived life that much. No. Like, and but he's a mimic. You you can tell that he knows how to adjust to get out of things, to talk his way out of things yeah, or into it's things. It's almost impressive. It's I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> you should watch it. Yeah, I will. So, okay. So now he's out on bail. He goes to Stafford County, Virginia and tries to buy a $35,000 Jaguar. What? Yeah, That's your next
1: move, bro? That's his next move. <laughs> go, go go to a different state. You know what? I'm going to go get it. $35,000. You know what? I'm trying to be a naturopath to this community. <laughs> That's such an 18-year-old thing to do. Yes. So Although he, I
0: guess 50-year-olds do that too. Yeah, like a lot of people like those cars, but when he tries to apply for a line of credit, he uses a 73-year-old woman's name as his co-signer uh. and he explains to the dealership and the bank that that's his godmother um and that she's agreed to help him. Of course, the woman denies the claim and he gets arrested in Virginia. Oh, I... So he pleads guilty to one count of falsifying information on his credit application, as well as uh, a forgery charge. He's sentenced to 10 years in prison, but once again, the judge suspends the majority of the prison term and he only serves 16 months. Wow. So then after the 16 month sentence in Virginia, he goes back to Florida now to face the 14 charges from all of his conmanship. Mm uh (laughs) during during 26 15 and 16 15 and 16 there you go um so essentially he try he tries for a while to claim innocence but what i think happened this is personal theory purely personal yeah i think when the lawyers were saying we're gonna do an insanity defense he's like no fucking way yeah i'm not crazy and i'm not gonna get up there try to get out of this by saying i'm crazy huh
1: there is this thing about like defending yourself and that situation right where it's like yeah i'm not fucking crazy and i refuse to
0: yeah it's the more bravado of, i'm gonna win this b- through innocence yeah. and i'm gonna win again because why wouldn't he think that he could he spent a month in a yeah. major hospital hanging out <laughs> pretending to be a doctor yeah. so what i would believe in myself yeah okay so but he has a change of heart for whatever reason you yeah. don't know if it's mine he pleads guilty he's sentenced to a 3.5 year prison term in a maximum security prison outside of F- fort myers and he's also ordered to repay all of the victims he robbed which is a total of eighty thousand dollars
1: holy shit um what does a fucking 18 year old do with 80 grand yeah
0: give, give it to the people he scammed all oh, right essentially yeah. um so i think that was the total of all the stuff that he stole from Anita Morrison, right? And then, and then in the car, maybe, yeah, maybe all the Post-it notes he bought on his <laughs> on his backers' dime. <laughs> he has um, to give back all this that office Beautiful supplies. office building, such a gorgeous office. Okay, so after his incarceration, do you think he had fish? A
1: fish tank in the office
0: when in when you see um, the reporter go in, there is a really funny family photo on the wall that clearly wasn't planned correctly in terms of it's a smaller photo Mm -hmm. on a huge empty Uh, wall uh, and then it's just this kind of weird thing stuck there where you're like this is just a boy playing
1: uh, doctor office so no no baby sharks and saltwater tank no all right no
0: i mean not yet i think given the chance i would have done he could have also then started his own aquarium (laughs) nothing looks more legitimate in doctor's office than a really nice like fish tank that's very true um, okay, so once he's in, he's um, been in jail for, uh, I believe it's a year and a half, mm-hmm. he uh, grants Inside Edition uh, an interview with the reporter Les Trent. And in it, he says... Les Trent basically says, like, what was the end game here? Yeah. Like, why, why would you do this? And, and he says... And he does seem different when he mm. gives this interview. And I, it could be because he's so smart. He knows you have to look repentant right. in something like that so that you get out. Who knows? Yeah. Or he could he could really have kind of like... Maybe he's getting treatment. Yeah. And kind of facing some stuff. Yeah. Or he could just fucking hate jail and be like, sure. whatever it takes to get out of here. Yeah. But he says, quote, I was a young kid. <laughs> uh-huh. I was a young kid who got overly ambitious and just said to hell with the rules and regulations. <laughs> Amen, dude. 18 months prior. I mean, don't, don't maybe kill people. No, but don't put anyone's life in jeopardy just because of your whatever. And he said, I guess the bigger picture was seeing the smiles of people thinking that you're something that you're not.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: So then Les Trent asked him if he, regrets what he's done or does he regret that he got caught mm. which is such a good question so good. to ask someone and that's basically like the sociopath yeah. test are right there are you fucking sociopath or right and malachi being the genius that he is says i 100 regret what i've done because i've messed up my life a great deal oh so he gives the right answer yeah. incorrectly yeah for that sociopathic Dude. thing which i was kind of like "Ooh, it's so fascinating um, he thinks
1: he was giving the correct answer but yes. he He has a tell. He couldn't. He has a tell. And you and you can't tell. You can't tell the the truth if you don't understand why you're telling it. That's right. Right. Yes. That's right. If you yeah, if you don't know what the true lesson is, right, you can't repeat it back. Or the reason people are wanting the truth. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And the I think that we don't know, obviously, Mm -hmm. what the situation is. It could be anything. But when when we've done stories of terrible killers and people that are, you know, like total psychopaths, the thing is they always talk about themselves. Right. When it comes to this part of it, they always bring in how hard this thing has been for them. Totally. That's the trick always. So this is clearly a much less, much um you know, nonviolent. It's more a little more whimsical. It's a, like a little lighter <laughs> and more fun, but it still kind of adds that yeah. same thing. It's my fascination with figuring out who's
1: a sociopath yeah. or who's or what the deal is and what's driving sociopaths.
0: Yeah. And then there was another very human moment that I really that was sad because the reporter asked if he still wanted to be a doctor, and Malachi says, little tinge of sadness, I do. Aww. He says it like that, which made me go like, what if this whole thing was
1: just it? it that was his dream and he knew it yeah. wasn't going to happen. So he was doing what he could. Yeah. He just um, wanted maybe he didn't understand what being a doctor was. He just wanted the feeling of people respecting him and, and looking up to him and the hope. Yeah. Like Maybe it would be didn't... cool to know was there some story in his past of like he there was a doctor
0: in his family yeah. or a doctor that he that was treated his by. life yeah yeah that he wanted that same glory I... and just just to put this in perspective this is such not an un this is such. Not an uncommon story mm-hmm. that when I was looking up these videos, the video before and after, one was a 26 year old, um, California boy man who had, uh, impersonated a doctor. No. And the one after that, or no, I'm sorry, these stories happened with this, like within the same, um, month, maybe, where, when Malachi was arre- arrested there was a 26-year-old that was arrested for um, posing as a doctor and there was a 41-year-old woman who was arrested for impersonating an orthodontist what? who had even given kids braces. What? <laughs> that was, st- That's was some another Google story shit. that just kind of got folded in and then I was just like, I'm sorry, but I might go off on a whole scammers area. I think this is a new podcast. It's my passion. My favorite it, scammers. W- the idea that how you're halfway through putting braces in a child's mouth yeah. you don't go, but I kind of don't know
1: how this works. Yeah. At what point are you like, I'm faking all of this. Yeah. I might
0: be screwing this up. Or did the braces look like when Nora was so obsessed with getting braces before she had them and she would take earring backs <laughs> and she would unfold a paper clip and snap earring backs oh, no. all along and then stick it in her mouth so it looked like braces. Ah. I mean, was that, with those patients, did, did the 41-year-old lady get caught because everyone's like, sorry, my my braces taste like earwax <laughs> where are these they're not actually attached to my oh that's teeth. so scary and that was the intensely interesting story of the fake dr malachi love robinson
1: fuck dude yeah man good job yeah that's now i'm wondering if my invisible braces are on correctly <laughs> Am I just, like, walking around? Look up the doctor's website and start looking up what all the letters mean.
0: (sighs) I feel like it's also that thing of, like, you print up a couple diploma-looking things and put them
1: in a frame and you're set. No one reads that shit. I, I am, like, I'm into the homeopathy shit. To a point. Sure. And yeah, you just, you don't know. You don't. You can't. And like some of the shit that like some of the ways that they test you seem ridiculous. Like they test your arm to see if it bounces back in the <laughs> thing. And then they're like, you have gout. Whatever. I yes. don't know why I you keep bringing up gout. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm never going to the doctor again. That's the solution.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what it is? What?
1: When you're
0: in the hospital, don't be afraid to say, I don't want that guy in yeah. here. Because yeah. you don't know. That guy looks like a baby. You could be right. No children in here during my OBGYN <laughs> appointment. That's my special
1: request. That's that's you so high maintenance. <laughs> it's fucking hooray time. It's fucking hooray time. What you got? Man, all right. Do you want me to go first? No, I can go first. <laughs> mine's <laughs> mine's whatever. Uh my whole life and I swear ten years ago I put this on a this is how I want my life to go, like these are my little things that I would love to have as a grown up. One of those things is a fucking nice bathtub oh and and i'm not talking about the fucking shower bath combo i'm not into that but you know that when we go on tour i make vince look for hotels that have separate bathtubs yo yeah to the point where one time we were in a bathtub in new york city i was in a bathtub in new york city got out and had someone else's body glitter on me Is that true? Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh. So I was like, <laughs> I need my own bathtub. When we got the new house and we were like gonna remodel, I was like, I need a bathtub. I, need, I don't care how small the bathroom is. Like, this is my dream. This is my like present to myself. Now, you know, what's funny is I know
0: you love bathtubs, but on tour, I always just thought we were lucking out if we got bathtubs. Because remember, <laughs> there was that hotel we stayed in in Detroit where the bathtub was like in the room. Yeah. It was like, it was as important as the bed in the room where I was like, she must be stoked where I'm like, oh girl, yeah, that's right. Er, my husband, husband is
1: on it. <laughs> <all this. laughs> my husband is doing this. This is my dream. Like, I would bring um, Epsom salt with us on tour because I would, like, knew what places I had bathtubs. This is my fucking dream. I love it so much. And so now I have a bathtub. It's been, like, what, a month since I moved into the house? Yeah. The amount of baths I've taken, the fucking <laughs> lotions and potions and salts and fucking bombs <laughs> and fucking face masks and, and washcloths that I have bought for this this epic fucking self-care nightly moment yes, is so fulfilling to me i love it do you have music playing no i listen to a podcast or a murder book yeah stephen king in the bathtub keep that head above water not great thank you uh and it's just like a it's like a dream what color is it what the bathtub white oh it's just a regular what do you think it was what color the bathtub's come in? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I was like, well, <laughs> I have to say I was picturing. Because uh, I've seen the, that special tile that you have in, in oh, yeah. one room. So then yeah. I in my mind, I was like, it's a dark blue bathtub. Oh, no, it's just a
1: big old tub. Oh, I love it so much. That's I like, awesome. It's part of the family.
0: I need to see your fucking house, I by the way. <laughs> you haven't been to my house. Come <laughs> I over this weekend. Okay. Um, I will. Um, you go. I will for sure. My thing is just it's so funny. I didn't, as I said in the beginning, I didn't watch the VMAs last night right. um, because I'm almost 50 and it doesn't apply to me anymore. It is not for me. It doesn't make sense to <laughs> me. I don't know any of the people's names. Even Big
1: Barty? Cardi B?
0: <laughs> was Cardi there? Uh-huh. Did she kill it? I don't know. I just know she was there. Oh. Um, well, you know who did kill it? And oh. of course she did. Was Lizzo.
1: Oh, was she there?
0: Dude. Oh, I love her. It, between uh, Missy Elliott um got the Vanguard Award. Uh-huh. She's the first rap female first female rapper to get the Vanguard Hell, Award. Yeah. And she did a medley that was basically her her reenacting all of her most popular videos. Amazing. It was like her kind of a hits medley, yeah. but she actually did, it was amazing. I'll there at one it. point this huge spaceship flew out over the cornfield and people were flying up what? into space. It was amazing. I got to watch it. I made Stephen and Jay watch it with me. Earlier.
1: <laughs> so um, good.
0: Uh, but that so that was amazing. I've always loved Missy Elliott. She is my hero. Yeah. But Lizzo came out. During Missy Elliott? No, 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 sorry. Okay, separate. Lizzo, Lizzo got her own time because she was a nominee. And <gasps> they had the on uh, this the stage decoration for hers was just the hugest ass you've ever seen. Inflatable <sighs> on the stage bouncing yes. like bouncing like a huge balloon the entire time. Like a parade float. I love it. And then her and her dancers and her backup singers and um all we're. You have to watch okay, it. I, why would I watch I didn't, it. But I will tell you this. I forgot my thing where when I watch things like that, I cry openly. <laughs> you do. Of course oh, yeah, you I do. When I watch stuff like Pride, Singers. Is it like
1: Pride? Like, yes. I'm so happy for I'm them. I'm so
0: happy. And I'm so like, when I watch um, both of those women, but what Lizzo is doing with the way she looks and the message that she's sending and the effect it has yeah. on that audience, it is like fucking, how many, 10,000 people, it's this huge arena everyone is on their feet yeah. screaming they just keep taking shots of the audience of people going berserk and she's like she's screaming good as hell yes. like it's the good as hell message it's the fucking why men great They have a cross stitch right behind you that's just says good as good hell. as hell that's right <laughs> whoever made that for us it's just the most beautiful it's like such a feel good you deserve to yeah. feel good you're beautiful you I'm beautiful and she pulls she does a whole reveal where she's wearing like a basically a yellow bathing suit yeah. and like yellow high tops and she fucking destroys. Okay. She destroys. So what do we put? Lizzo VMAs. 2019. 2019. It's just a beautiful thing. I'm oh, obsessed. And then immediately watch um, Missy Elliott's performance because I okay. just can't believe, first of all, how long her career has gone and all those hits yeah. and then just like what they did visually. Yeah. It's great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm and plugging also, the VMAs. <laughs> I'm plugging VMAs and I'm also plugging now openly crying whenever you feel like it <laughs> because i don't know how uncomfortable jay jay and steven were but i didn't even think about it you i was were just crying? like was she uh, crying? I,
1: yeah but i also during Lizzo's performance i started getting teary-eyed too it's Did just you? yeah yeah because that message is just so it i think somebody on twitter tweeted i want to love myself as much as lizzo wants me to love myself Aww.
0: okay i'm, gonna, it's try, so I'm beautiful. gonna try it like the idea that that's what Nora gets to grow up with the
1: standard yeah, yeah. It's the literal opposite of how I grew up. I It's gorgeous. I'm feeling deep in my heart right now that I want to go home and go in my closet and cry. (laughs) Do (laughs) it. I really am. No, I'm doing it right here in front of you. I feel like a little bit. Terry, look at me.
0: Take, okay, take your laptop into that room, maybe into the bathtub, and then watch
1: it and cry and do it all at once. Okay, and then I'll accidentally drop my laptop (laughs) into the bathtub and cry over
0: that. Make and hold it. you. (laughs) You can have it all, oh, girl. I can have it all. Lizzo <sighs> says I can have it all. Lizzo and says I, you can, and that means you can't.
1: I believe her. Yay. Thanks for listening, you guys. This has been fun. This has been sm- <laughs> <I> <laughs> mean, up and, and down. And Something else. All around. Lotions <laughs> and potions. <laughs> um, we love you. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. GM
2: motherfucker
1: stay
2: sexy and don't get murdered stay sexy
1: and don't get murdered stay sexy and don't get murdered s s b g m motherfucker Elvis do you
2: want a cookie <coughs>